0: This is episode 177 of the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Sean Devine, and I'm joined by the, the winners. That's right, the, the grand prize winners from the Rails Rumble for 2014, the guys that made Refactor Cup. Hey, guys. Hi, Sean. Hi. Okay, so let's just go around the table. So for everyone listening, I don't usually do this by video, but I can see, I can see the guys today, and they're sitting in a room that looks awesome. I don't know what's there's a there's a LED monster on the ceiling. There's all sorts of stuff going on. So let's go around the table on your side and introduce yourself.
1: Hey, hi, I'm Anthony, and uh, welcome to my garage here, uh, where we have <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of a uh, hackerspace that we are having here, and uh, welcome to join us over the internet.
0: <laughs> all right, and where are you guys physically right now?
1: Oh yeah, we're in Antwerp, Belgium. So. It's uh, dark already here. Yeah, <laughs> we just had some great lasagna from my wife and uh, <laughs> nice. treating you with some dirt in our stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: All right, um, I'm Stylian. I'm, a des- I'm the designer from uh, from this project from this entry.
3: Uh, cool. And uh, I'm Martin. Uh, yeah, one of the Ruby developers. <laughs> and I'm Dale. The other Ruby developer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, so let me uh, like at the front end here, let me say that I, I did my own little scoring of the, the, uh, entries and I had you guys third, which I don't know if that's like, I think that that's actually a compliment cause there are 166 and, uh, I think I had like one point separating the top the top three and my top three were actually the top three that, that won, but I thought your project was awesome. Really, really good. So let's talk about, before we get into the specifics of what it does, uh, tell us a bit about how you guys formed a team. Have you done this before? Is this is this a new thing? Why'd you do it?
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, last year, me and Dale already competed in the Rails Rumble. Yeah. Um, we did horribly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, no, what do you mean?
4: <laughs> well, we didn't have a real plan. and. It was the first time we were coding together, so we just uh, threw ourselves into the project and halfway, we were adding too many features and nothing came out of it.
3: Uh, <laughs> it was fun, but the result wasn't that... Uh... <laughs> and we didn't have a designer, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> that, that ends up making a pretty big difference.
3: Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Like... Was it fun or was it not fun because of that last year?
3: Yeah, it was well, fun. Uh... Yeah. Uh, It was fun because it was the first time uh, we got the program together. I was uh, uh, going to work at PlayPass, which is a company um, where Dale is a CTO. Um, So it was a nice introduction. Um, But this year, yeah, we wanted to be a bit better prepared, and it made a huge difference.
0: (laughs) So so was it the bigger team that helped you prepare better, or was... uh was it the addition of some skills or more time? What what made the difference? Uh,
3: definitely, a designer helps. Uh, <laughs> designer helps. Uh, yeah. Uh, really out. Yeah, And this time, well,
4: uh, like a week before the Rails Rumble, uh, we assembled the team and we had a couple of uh, possible IDs and we were pretty quickly all convinced about this ID, uh, which was actually Martin's ID uh, and. Well, as soon as we had the ID pinned, we could think a little bit. Okay, we have this component, this component, and well, yeah. it all just uh, fit together quick, pretty quickly. You know?
0: So I've done a number of episodes now about the Rails Rumble, and it, there are definitely some ingredients that go into doing well. I mean, you said a lot of them. Like without preparing, things aren't going to go that well. Uh, oh. Without a design that's pretty good, it's going to be a bummer. With with a couple of small exceptions, I think, but. Uh, it's interesting that you guys seem to hit all of the the key points so yes. l- let 's introduce what the idea is, and then I want to talk about the uh, the design a bit.
3: Uh, uh, so the idea is um, um, we use Rubocop to uh, scan open source projects and, 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 and show you like style guide violations and stuff like complex methods and uh, the idea is kind of to introduce uh, developers to open source. So you can just, like, find a random project, uh, get thrown into the middle of the code, and then kind of uh, uh, hopefully make some contributions. Yeah. And what was what was awesome about, about getting that project
1: is that we only needed, like, a, a vision, like a bit of a dream. Everybody exactly knew what kind of views were required for that, what kind of models you would have to do. Uh, we would have to build a couple of workers, and everybody immediately understood what had to be done. So... Um, Although we said that preparation was good, maybe it was. We had a pretty good vision that everybody could share, and then uh, really got started from that on.
0: That's the first thing I loved about the project: is that the idea of it's dead clear once you read the one sentence description. Like, you well, know, get suggested get suggestions for you know open source projects that could benefit from small patches that fix Rubo uh, cop violations. And you're like, oh, okay, I get that. That makes sense. Totally. It's sort of the thing you wonder why, so I, I use Code Climate um, for a number of the projects that I work on, and when I saw your project, I'm like, oh man, and I, and I actually, I've had Mike Bernstein from Code Climate on the show before, and the guys are in New York, and I'm pretty close to New York where I live, and I, I thought right away, oh man, what a what a like monster grand slam of a marketing thing this would have been if they did it, because it's, you know, the, the whole RoboCop thing is a good, it works, it's fun. You know, yeah, it's, I think
3: f- it's nice for, for promoting Rubocop too, because that's uh, an awesome tool.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I, I like what the Code Climate guys do, but they obviously have some conflict about promoting uh, Rubocop Plus. It's not just Ruby anymore; they do, you know, JavaScript and some other things. But I liked, I liked how clean the the description of what you guys were up to. So let's talk about the design. The design is is super great. Let's talk about both the creative side of like the you know. Building on the Robocop idea and in the actual execution of of what you came up with creatively
2: oh yeah so the idea of using Robocop wasn't mine at all so the name either so Martin came up with all of that so he wanted to do refactor cop we agreed on it um, and then said okay, it might, might be fun to use Robocop and quote some Robocop actually and mm-hmm. in the future, actually we have that um, and uh, <clears throat> I guess I just I just thought I wanted I went first with the with the new Robocop with the 2014 was a movie I think and uh, but it was a bit too dark it was it was uh, maybe not friendly enough let's say uh, although it, although it it kind of appealed uh, maybe a, a gamer side of, of developers because a lot of developers game a lot mm-hmm. and so I thought of that first. And then, because I wasn't really convinced of the first version, I thought, you know what, let's let's do one with an illustration. Um, and luckily, I uh, I got this this great illustration um, from uh, from an artist. I think he's from US. Pntr. I don't know exactly uh, who he is because he doesn't go by his real name. <laughs> uh, and I thought, yeah, this is like insane good image to to work on to start on at least. So uh, I, I just did that and i and i made two headers the one with the with the dark version of RoCo cop and one with the with the more friendly one on, one and i sent them over to the guys and uh they like. by the time i got here because i work from home by the time i got to the garage they already decided on the uh <laughs> on, the, on the illustration on the illustration a lighter one because it was friendlier uh, actually i liked it as as well i liked it i acted the best um and yeah from then on it was just that easy and yeah. the, the color scheme uh, someone said in the comments that it was it was looked like a solarized theme. Uh, I didn't even probably subconsciously some, some <laughs> I did that, <laughs> um, and maybe it was that was sublime, uh, sublime, um subliminal thing as well. I don't know, uh, but it, it worked out. It was, I
0: really like the color scheme. I, it was one of the first things that caught my eye. It just has a it has a really nice feel, and I think it it softens up the RoboCop darkness a little bit, which is nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not judgmental. It's just, uh, you know, friendly, friendlier, mm-hmm. friendly warnings or, or yeah. yeah, that's a friendly message.
0: I also like that you guys kind of went whole hog on the RoboCop thing. Like, you know, the, that we've dispatched the cops and all that, all the copywriting through the whole thing is like all in on, even if it's a little cheesy, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's uh, solid.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we had
1: plenty of fun with that. Uh, well, we had some we had some time left looking for RoboCop uh, quotes on the internet and stuff like that, making compilation of that and getting that those quotes in there. Those are a nice feature to 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 spend some time on during the hack uh, weekend, of course. Uh, Is the
0: 2014 version of RoboCop any good? Have you guys seen know, it? Yeah, uh, we don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, what I did was rewatch was rewatch the original RoboCop, and that's still a very good movie. <laughs>
0: it holds up okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's still very good. I think. Yeah. I remember
0: Especially it. Uh, what year did that come out? I feel like I was like a, a pretty young kid.
1: Eighty something. It must have been. Yeah.
0: yeah, I remember it being very funny. Eighty seven.
2: Eighty seven, right? Well, there we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, eighty seven. So I was ten or so, and I remember very well when it came out. It was it was quite the thing. And then I lived outside of Detroit for a while, and it it, it definitely still is a is a bit of a thing there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about how you divided up the work. There are four guys. Sometimes that's like the best thing in the world. Sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge to assemble a plan. So, how'd you guys do it?
1: Well, initially, w- when we started, and maybe picking up on on, on the design we just did, is that uh, Steilian was very much focused on uh, on the design, while the other three of us could uh, really work on the back end and the front end. Uh, without having to bother about CSS and little pixels here and there uh, so we could really dive in and uh work initially we all all the three of us jumped on trying to get Rubocop working getting getting uh, repos in uh because that's of course the first thing we needed to do in the weekend to start working on the front end because we had no ideas on models and stuff like that um but immediately when we got the first offences in, and we could model those, we could start spreading out the work and uh, getting the workers to to check on on repositories, um, build a huge uh, admin interface so we could uh, watch all the stuff that's going on and and monitor all the progress, and, and especially during uh, the consecutive week of of judging, uh, and build up uh, the front end. Um, so we could spend with the three of us, we could spend plenty of time really working out essentials of that. Um, While Stelian was uh, dropping by to think about ideas and how to lay out the views in that, um, and that made come all together on the second day, uh, we could put all these things together and uh, finish up uh, a whole bunch of of, of tasks uh, that we had left open. Uh, so but that's that's probably how we we split up the work uh, for that.
0: So let's like walk through the big the big components because some of it seems like it could have been a little bit tricky. So uh, how was the hookup with RuboCop? Was that trivial to hook up at the repository level or was it full of challenges?
4: Well, uh, at first, I think we wanted to try and access uh, RuboCop directly from uh, Ruby uh, in a background worker. Uh, but well, it wasn't uh, set up that way very easily,
3: so. No, it wasn't w- completely obvious how to do that. No, we I didn't want to spend. Uh- too much time on that, so we did it via the command
4: line. Yeah, yeah. we just uh, we don't pull in the Git repository with Git. We just uh, take uh, uh, the tarball from GitHub uh, and we extract that and uh, in a temporary directory, and we just run Rubocop on on that directory, right. uh, <laughs> and then the output gets uh, put in a database.
0: And that's just so the executing Rubocop against it is a command is a terminal a Bash thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. It, uh, it has a JSON format there, so it's pretty handy, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it's pretty handy. The JSON comes out of
1: it. We have to mull it and put it in our database, and then we have to prep some views and controls for uh, for viewing that. So. All
0: right. So, so that was that was very not trivial, and that sounds like that was a bunch to figure out how to do to get right.
1: Well, there were there were of course a couple of troubles. Like uh, we we bumped into a. GitHub uh, limitations that we couldn't uh, collect enough data as we wanted uh and there's a lot of a lot of stuff that needs to go on on the back end there's lots of files to organize lots of uh all the offenses uh, you need to model that somewhat in a good way and uh yeah. well that was at least third one third of the time that we spent on developing was definitely in in those back end workers to
3: to get everything right yeah.
0: were there any tricks to getting that to work on heroku uh
3: it wasn't that hard actually with the, uh no yeah. We talked up front about
4: limitations of Heroku. Uh, yep. so, yeah. So well, we, we didn't had any, any and, issues. No. And and
1: still, for for the three of us, it was a first time on Heroku. So uh, first time experience, which went uh, extremely well. So we're thankful for that as well. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: ironic. So I think one of the reasons that the guys went to Heroku is that it's so much more familiar with most people, and then the guys that win, it was new to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, I think it's a good a good thing to say to, for for Heroku this experience. That's yeah. definitely sure.
0: You take So what do you do? Just take the binary from RuboCop and chuck it into the the yeah. repository? No,
3: no. Uh, did, 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 did you just use the gem,
4: huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just like a gem. It's Ruby, so
0: yeah. So you can then just... Ex- okay, I got it. So you run the yeah. Ruby program on Heroku. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's exactly.
4: why our initial idea was to uh, take out bits of RuboCop, how to invoke it on a certain file, and I'll just do it in Ruby
0: but since
3: it wasn't... Pre-
0: Uh-oh. Oh, oh ah. there, there we go. You're back. Uh,
3: okay. uh, did
0: you miss that? Uh, I missed the last sentence, so...
4: Uh, oh, well, so uh, the, uh, we did have the initial idea of doing it all through Ruby, but since it wasn't available in RuboCup to invoke uh, a certain cup on one file... We just did it the easy way through the comment line, gotcha. and Rubocop gotcha. was already set up for that, for doing it uh, really fast on a bunch of files.
0: Gotcha. And then, what do you? So, what are you storing then after you run it? I, I forget. So there were like the various smells that Rubocop uh, throws yeah. out.
3: So you have the the source files, which is a model, which is basically the. Represents a code file, mm-hmm. um, and then we have the Rubocop offense, which is um, yeah, basically the the, the class uh, that Rubocop's use uh, use to uh, indicate a uh, a violation. Um, and, and actually, what we just did was model that and store it in a database. So it has things like line number, uh, column number, uh, where the error occurs, and a, and a short description. So it was pretty straightforward.
0: Cool. I think that the I'm looking at um one of the pages for a project right now and I love the design of the warnings and offenses. It just looks so nice. It's really, really good.
2: it's it's uh, yeah. It it was effortless so to say for me. I didn't, I didn't Yeah, it was so easy to do. I don't know, even the home page as well. It was this project yeah. just was was just easy. Now, did, you, did
0: you do the CSS too or did you just do the mocks?
2: I, I did most of it. Well, in in the evening we 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 hacked it up with Anthony here. Was, <laughs> we were just uh, well, polishing actually the 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 design the, the website. Yes. We, had, we had extra time. That was that was great.
1: Yeah, the great thing was uh the 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 way we could communicate about the design was uh, that we told Celia and Uphat, uh, well, we want these elements on 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 the view. Uh, there's going to be the warning. There's going to be the source code. There's going to be a couple of dashboards in the site. Um, we'll call these diffs this and that. Um, so he could work on that. Well, we could work on filling in these diffs and getting getting some text in them. Uh, well, Stephen was great in providing us the CSS for that. So uh, we, we just needed to match those things together and uh, that went very quickly.
0: So one of my favorite little design flares in this is the the like the color-coded progress bar across the top that that ah. you see when you click on something. I noticed that right before we had the call what's going on there
3: that's uh actually a simple plugin <laughs> it's called in progress, but uh, yeah I like to use it with uh, turbolink yeah. if you have turbolinks and there 's a bit of lag you don 't see the the spinner, so you need something else I
0: feel. interesting so I was wondering what it i, I my guess was that it was a turbo links thing um, or that you guys were you know had dropped in a front end framework and and we're you know, therefore just loading the page once and, and pulling the rest in just as JSON. But it's it's a cool little it's a cool little feature. It looks quite nice.
3: Yeah, it's a simple thing. <laughs> Definitely
1: recommend it. Most people might know it from YouTube, by the way. They are using the same thing. Well in their front
3: man, at least.
1: Is that right?
0: Huh. Yeah. <laughs> So so we we covered the running Rubocop on a repository. What what other uh, efforts were pretty t- tricky or interesting uh, that you went through?
4: Doing the code highlighting with CodeRay. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. We we
1: initially we started off working with CodeRay to do the highlighting of the code and and trying to highlight the line, uh, but uh, it was just highlighting the the line number. So. Um, we spent we, we spent maybe two hours in the in, in, a, in our subconscious thinking about how could we highlight a line when we just are highlighting just a line I mean how could we hack maybe something in something in JavaScript something in the back end yeah. somehow splitting up the code in parts and that uh, was it was really weird but in the end we managed to 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 introduce some some HTML tags in the right places and get the highlighting of the code going on, and at <laughs> least at least the line highlighting going on. It's it's crazy that uh, when when you think about trouble, this is not the, the thing you expect when you dive into
0: it. <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: that you're going to spend a couple of hours trying to get the line extracted from the source code and get that highlighted correctly. Uh, but well. In the end, uh, a quick hack again, because, yeah, well, it's not a professional way of doing this. A quick hack with uh, CodeRay managed to help us to do that. Uh,
0: yeah, well, it looks quite nice. I think it was worth it if it took a couple hours. Because <laughs> 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 I've that's worked a, on plenty of uh, things in hackathons that were probably not worth it that took way more than two hours.
3: <clears throat> yeah, sure, that's, that's the case, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the thing, go scraping, ahead. The other thing was scraping the projects. Had some problems with that with uh, yeah. zipping them the ruby zippers. I remember some, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: That's that was trendy. during the night. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, how'd you pick which uh projects to use as the ones that are sort of pre built? Are they the the ones with lots of stars on GitHub?
3: They're script from the trending page from GitHub, yeah,
0: right. So, uh, <laughs> Well, I think that that, it was one of the reasons why, as someone judging the project, it really feels good, like the project worked, because when you went to it, it, you didn't have to enter any information for the experience to be pretty decent. And then, you know, like I entered a project or two in just to see what it looked like on stuff that I was familiar with. But the fact that it was already pre-populated, I thought made it quite nice.
1: Yeah, and we saw that many, many of our users during the judging week were, uh, uh, because if if you were looking for a project that you couldn't find on Refactor cop, Refactor cop would suggest you to enter your own project so we could start indexing that and we saw that lots of users and lots of visitors start using that uh, to to probably check on their own repositories and do stuff like that. So that was pretty cool that we saw a little thing that we hidden somewhere that usually you don't see only when you when you can't find something that people started using that extensively as well. So that's pretty neat.
0: Well, it yeah. made it more impressive as a project, I think, because, you know, you, you at first you say, well, you know, this is a very cool project. But if they just ran it once on a bunch of popular repositories and it's sitting there, I mean, it's still interesting. But when you see it work on your own project, it, it makes it feel a little bit more uh like an application, not an interesting project. Yeah. Um, so, so tell me about why you put this. So, at the bottom of the page and the home page, it says why contribute to open source, and then has like these three bullet points as to why. I thought that was super cool, actually, because I, like, I, I, I bang this drum constantly. Why did you guys put it in?
2: It was dummy content, pretty much. <laughs> 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 we, we had to put something on the page, so. Uh... I think Anthony said, "Yeah, it was was an, it was an idea like to put why I use open source or something about open source, definitely because our project was about open source." Yeah, um, and she said, "Okay, sure. Why we put three columns? It's it's a pretty uh, popular, let's say, design piece that you see on a lot of websites. That some three columns of text or so at the bottom, and yeah, I just yeah. did that." And it
1: really it fits with the with, with the idea of, of refactor cop. So it, it really livens up that that homepage, I think. Yeah.
0: Did you yeah. now? Did you just type into Google why contribute to open source and find the it's, content to <laughs> use? Pretty,
2: pretty much why? Yeah, I, I, searched, yeah. Uh, I, I had had to search for something because writing it, writing uh, three columns of yeah. text from your from your own mind, um, yeah, it, it's a you have to be like a copywriter mm-hmm. to write it well at least. Oh. So just, I, I just I, wanted uh, to say that <laughs> I just uh, found an article and messed up it uh, a bit with the words and uh, but, yeah, that's, yeah that's pretty much
1: what i did yeah we did some we did some copywriting on that and, uh, but uh yeah, there's a bit of uh, stolen content maybe in there <laughs> well it's it's open
0: source what the hell you know it's open
1: source yeah indeed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh how many hours of sleep did you each get each night?
1: Well, we were, we were, we were pretty decent. Um, as sad, we, we immediately knew what kind of views we needed, what kind of stuff needed to be done. And, uh, we had plenty of sleep, uh, on Saturday to Sunday night, we spent some time at Dill's house because we had to do some babysitting in between as well. Um, (laughs) but that's okay. Uh, we had, uh, but we, we had plenty of sleep and, uh, we, we could start on Sunday with a pretty confident heart and, uh, of course, big list of to dos in Trello that we had, um, but sleep was not a not pretty much an issue for us. So I
2: think I slept eight hours. Or so.
1: yeah. yeah, but we we didn't
4: start at Friday at midnight. We started you know. Saturday in the morning. For us here,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think that's yeah. smart. You guys look like you're give or take my age, and and I don't know. I can't I can't go all night. I just doesn't work.
2: Uh, doesn't work anymore. No. Why? Well, you want you want you want to get you you want to get
1: the optimal time out of the weekend and uh getting some good food, we had some nice food on the way, uh at the time as well, getting good sleep and having a clear mind uh to be able to to finish the project in 2 days is definitely required to do such a thing, yeah.
0: I always think that the choice in a hackathon to to drink or not to drink is tricky because you sort of feel like you should because it's like a party or it could be a party if a bunch of buddies are getting together, but then you really
1: yeah, we, we had we had some champagne when we submitted the project. It was like, "Well, we did a great job and uh let's hope for the best now." So, I think that's champagne.
0: I think that's the move, do it at the uh the end. Well, hey, we've gone a long way and I have not. I've got no clever segue for this, but I have got to read two sponsors during this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got I got to do one uh right now. Um okay, L- let's talk about CodeShip. CodeShip is a frequent sponsor of this show and uh I actually think they're a great tool to use during a hackathon for reasons I've covered in previous episodes, but let me tell you guys a bit about them. Codechips is a free continuous delivery service that's really simple to use. They offer 100 builds per month for 5 private projects for free. The whole product also has a big focus on usability and is very easy to use. You can set up continuous integration in a few easy steps and your software will automatically deploy when all your tests have passed. Codechips has great support for multiple languages and test frameworks. Uh, You can easily integrate GitHub and Bitbucket for code hosting and then deploy to cloud services like Heroku or your own servers. Start out with CodeShip's free plan. Setup only takes about three minutes. Find CodeShip on codeship.io slash 5x5Ruby. Use the offer code 5x5Ruby to get 20% off any plan for three months. Finally, check out their blog at blog.codeship.io to get updates. Uh, Thanks to CodeShip for once again sponsoring the podcast. All right, I've read that, that ad a number of times now, and uh, sounds
4: like I need to put that uh, <laughs> I need to check it out. Well,
0: yeah,
1: we're, yeah. I'm, I'm using it. I'm, I'm using it at one of my clients. A uh, great product, Coachip. I'm, sure. bi-
0: I'm a big fan. So uh, there's like an ongoing joke on the podcast, which is I like someone like Coachip sponsors, and they started sponsoring a long time ago. And like the first four or five times, uh, I had not used Coachip, and I I keep reading this ad, and then like the fifth time, I'm like this thing actually sounds pretty good and, <laughs> and decided to to try it and said, Oh my God, this is actually what it says on the tin. It's, it's good. And now I actually use it. On, I'm a paying customer. I use it on all my projects. I, I think it's yeah. good. Real good. It's great product, That's for sure. Well, I think continuous integrations good. And I think that their flavor of it works pretty well. So anyways, uh, we're going to have one more sponsor in a little bit. Uh, but, but let's cover some other things first. So did you think you won when you submitted it?
2: No, <laughs> no. Well, we had a good feeling about it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can never know. You never know if something's going to work or not, or, but you can have a good feeling about it. So I guess we had that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were all ha- happy with how the turned project out, yeah. uh, turned out. Turned out, yeah. yeah.
1: The whole to-do list was was cleared out. Uh, there were no issues that we could find. We had a decent a decent administration. So. Hopefully nothing nothing was going wrong while the judging was going on because we weren't allowed to do any more changes after uh, judging started. Uh, we were pretty happy about about result, but of course you don't know what other entries is going to be. Right. Uh, and immediately, like like in your top ten, we also very quickly made our top tens, and and we knew we had some pretty decent contenders. Uh, like uh, we liked uh, the idea of coffee, oh, and yeah. uh, uh, there's there's plenty of plenty of great projects. Um, and we were we were most that well we, we got some confidence of the comments as well during judging because mm-hmm. uh, many people were uh, telling us what they thought about it and how they liked it um but we liked the other projects as well and uh, we were like ah it's gonna we we we, we get a chance of, of getting some prices but we'll miss out on the belt and that's for sure but well the belt there.
0: the belt's pretty fun it seems like you could hang the belt on the ceiling and
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we have, well, we're we looking forward to it. Uh, we saw that the solo winner already got his belt, so we know it's on our way. Uh, some, some guy is, deliver, is trying to deliver it to us right now. <laughs> so we're definitely looking forward to see that.
0: So is uh, this is going to be a sort of culturally stupid question, but is, is like professional wrestling a thing in Belgium?
1: No,
4: <laughs> no, totally not. No, no, we got
1: our own. We got our own bel- Belgian sports that are very popular: bicycles, bicycles in in the dirt and stuff like that. But, right. Yeah. but is it
0: like so? The the WWE or like the idea of professional wrestling is that exported at all? Like, I have no yeah. idea. No
4: Yeah, well, we we know it from. <laughs>
2: uh, I think it was on TV a show that. that... That's true. There was one guy yeah. here in Belgium. He was the champion because there was no one... The <laughs> there champion. was just one. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there was only one because no one had a competitor. So. Yeah.
1: Well, we know we know about the sport, but I don't think it will attract a big of an audience when it when it would come to Belgium. I guess.
0: It's. It, I haven't watched in years. I remember when I was a kid, the it was sort of like the heyday of professional wrestling with like Hulk Hogan and. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you know, guys Go like that, me. but. Uh, <laughs> It's. I was at a like a family party last Christmas, and and the family that was hosting it, uh, the the kids and the dad were into wrestling. I gotta say, it's it's pretty fun to watch. Like it's (laughs) it's it's completely ridiculous. It's it's not really. I don't. It's sport isn't even the right word. It's like somewhere between like a male beauty pageant and (laughs) I don't know What? what it
1: is. Well, it might be ridiculous, but we're still looking forward to the belt because we like that idea, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hey,
0: lots of, lots of things that are ridiculous are great. That's that's not a criticism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know boxing as well, where they have the rumbles, of course, as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's fun. The prizes aren't bad, too, right? You like, It's like a number of gift <laughs> certificates.
1: <laughs> well, we're looking forward to that as well, but indeed, the bundle is, uh, is great as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, all of the sponsors are contributing some great products, some some great stuff for us to try and experiment with as well. Because there are some some things that are new to us as well, so we're looking forward to explore those. Um, and some of the professional things that we use, we could get some uh, golden whatever memberships now. That will be awesome to, to try out all, uh, all those all those things. Yeah, sure.
0: So you mentioned coffee. I thought so. When I looked at the projects, I thought that it, one of three was going to be the winner. I thought either you, coffee or i got to look up the other n- name hi-, uh, hi guys hi yeah. guys yeah yeah really and i i i think hi if hi guys won it would be more of a novelty thing i thought their design was super cute and just sure. it worked and it was fun but it was like not i don't think it was as impressive as yours and coffee which seemed like full apps that were built in a weekend it was just kind of a fun Deal. so tell me tell me about how you felt about coffee I, I thought that that project was crazy well done
1: it's the the, the design and, and and everything on that project and the, the amount of, of features that they have in there uh, the 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 guide you get when you when you come in as a, as a as a first as a first visit and and you don 't know what's happening you could log in as a as a fake user and see all kinds of stuff happening immediately. The user experience on that thing is is really amazing and really well done uh, um, I'm 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 amazed. I would, I would really like to see how those guys worked during that weekend because there must be a load of to-dos and a load of tasks they had to had to process through because uh, it's amazing what these guys did. That's for sure.
0: You're not kidding. The, their punch list had to be some kind of long because it. I I, uh, I I went and poked around in that app to see if I could find any like dusty corners, right? Because it seems so well done, and you're oh. like, there's got to be. Uh, You know, like, uh, I'm not sure if you guys watched that show Friends back when it was out, but, you know, (laughs) Monica had this, like, very well-appointed apartment, and everything was clean except for this one closet, and she opens up the closet, and, like, everything comes flying out and (laughs) lands in her head. I was expecting that app to have that. Like, somewhere was a mess, but I never found it. It just looked great the whole way through.
1: Yeah, that's that's our experience as well. That's a great job on the guys from Coffee. Yeah.
0: I think the reason you guys won over them was that yours was more fun. Like I thought, theirs was like a little fun, but but the, the whole RoboCop color scheme. I thought that that illustration on the front and uh, front page, the the copywriting that was sort of tongue in cheek RoboCop. Like uh, I think that I think that in a hackathon, people like that. And yeah. uh,
1: I think I think a big a big thing about about RefactorCop is that we tried to build something for the community, the Ruby community itself. Um, and as all of the all of the contenders in the in uh, in the rumble were Ruby developers themselves um, probably gave us an edge as well that we were doing something for the community and we were not trying to bootstrap uh, a spin over a startup that we were thinking of uh, we We did something that could last longer than just a weekend and then, uh, have something for for everybody to enjoy and uh, I think that that definitely scored us some points there
0: so you mean you 're not out raising a seed round for Refactor Cop right now <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: no, that's that's not the idea. Well, uh
0: not yet. Uh, yeah.
4: Yeah, we open sourced it on GitHub,
1: so it's everybody's everybody's, <laughs> everybody's to use. Uh Which we, I have love. Some, we have some ideas on extending on an extending refactor cop, but I uh, I think there's definitely a lot of things that could be added by the community as well. So, uh we're opening it up for everybody to to join in and uh join in on the fun of the of, of the the project that we built. So, I
2: hope you can get it responsive as well. At least the homepage, because yeah. uh, now on <laughs> an iPhone is not a great experience. Yeah. So no. at least the homepage to have it on responsive. That's-
0: it's interesting you brought that up. So I uh, like I thought it was interesting that almost none of the entries that were good, at least in the Rails Rumble, were responsive. Like maybe one of ten, and uh, I I would have guessed otherwise. I think it just may be an issue of there not being a lot of time, but. I, I was surprised by that. I thought there would be more.
1: Maybe it's just not using Bootstrap that did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, you didn't use Bootstrap? Uh,
1: <laughs> no. Uh,
0: what did people,
2: you? Please, please stop using Bootstrap, please. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: So, what do you, do you guys use any framework to help with the the CSS? No, we just plain CSS. <laughs> yep. My, I always promote the one that I think is like the best of both worlds, which is Bourbon the bourbon neat uh, combination from ThoughtBot. Cause then you get like the benefits of, uh, at least this is my experience. You get the benefits of uh, Bootstrap, which is like, you know, easy grids and dealing with cross browser crap. And you know, so, some amount of, some amount of things that you'd have to do a bit of work at to, to get to just like a baseline. Okay. Performance, except all the code is still semantic because it's all SAS mix-ins. And I really, I guess like, for, for what I like to do, I think it nails it. It's like exactly where I want a project to be. Well,
2: anyways. Yeah, but we, we will probably refactor it. So it was yeah. just, it just spit on some CSS. I just wanted to have what I had in, in, in my design. I wanted to have it on the on the HTML. I wanted to get it out quickly, as quickly as possible. So we, we got it done pretty much the, the two main pages, the homepage and the project page. We got it done, I think, by the... Uh, in a day and a half, right yeah, so yeah Sunday at noon, I think it was pretty much done
1: yeah uh, the thing is
2: it's, off, it's we off had all the afternoon to do the polishing and, and yeah. to fix bugs, and I think there was that was a good is, this decision at least yeah. looking looking back
1: yeah, and in the end it's a hackathon, so you got two days yeah. you have to fix everything uh you can't have uh, two hour meetings on what uh, framework to use of course uh no so it's just <laughs> go ahead it's uh, it's a very well. We, we we've worked together professionally. Um, of course, this is a very different setting, and you just go ahead and hack it together. Um, initially, I think Martin was least of, least, least willing to publish it and open source. <laughs> there is some there is some really bad code and really bad uh, ways of doing it. Uh, we fixed we fixed those things now. Uh, but, if you look in the history, of course we are hacking away, and uh things need to happen fast and then uh, you can 't work the way you should uh, be working on a on a professional project but yeah that 's the the name of the game
0: so let's uh let 's finish up by talking about the open sourceness in a minute i 've got to finish up that other uh sponsor first so uh our second sponsor is Mandrill. you guys used Mandrill before
2: yeah it 's pretty
0: it 's pretty great it's of course a
2: project yeah
0: of course, my, uh, my ad read is not up on my uh, screen anymore. So yeah, I've used Mandrill myself quite a bit. Let me tell you about, uh, a bit about it. So Mandrill is an email infrastructure service that started as an idea back in 2010. That idea became a reality in 2012 when Mandrill uh, cannibalized, that's their word, a crew of MailChimp's best engineers. Uh, they isolated them from the rest of the team, and they turned the idea from a skunkworks project into a product that outperforms competitor services. Uh, they grew fast and innovated faster, and Mandrill's now the largest email-as-a-service platform on the market with more than 300,000 active customers. Uh, use Mandrill to send automated one-to-one email, like password resets and welcome messages, as well as marketing emails and customized newsletters. Mandrill quick to set up, easy to use, and very stable. We made it for developers who love documentation, integration, high delivery rates, webhooks, and analytics. This is my favorite part of this ad, which is if uh, if you're not comfortable with code and APIs, we recommend finding someone who is before you get started. <laughs> I like that they said that because it's true, right? It's not it's not Mailchimp. It's it's uh it's built for programmers, and and uh, might as well just say that. Anyways, it comes with a beautiful interface, flexible template options, custom tagging, advanced tracking, and reports. It's the only email infrastructure with a mobile app that lets you monitor delivery and troubleshoot from wherever you are. Uh, don't take my word for it. You should go sign up at mandrill.com. That's M-A-N-D-R-I-L-L.com with promo code 5x5. You'll get 50,000 free email sends per month for six months. Uh, thanks to Mandrill for sponsoring 5x5 and the Ruby on Rails podcast. Okay. So I talked to Tom and Nick who organized the Rails Rumble about uh, adding an open source category this year. And I think if like there was more time, uh, they probably would have. But I, I think it's a great idea for projects to open source because then it's not just about seeing the output, but about seeing you know, how they got there. And I think there's a lot more to learn that way. So tell me about it. It sounds like you guys made that choice. Did you do it because your project's about open source or did you do it because you thought it was the right thing to do or, you know, some combination of that?
3: It was, a, uh, it was the right thing to do, I think, uh, because we, re- we rely so heavily on uh, RuboCop. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. The whole thing is about open source so why not open source uh, the whole the whole project but uh we 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 waited a bit for open sourcing it until after judging and uh, just in case people would find exploits in our code and would would try to abuse that for us so uh um I think it would be it would be great even during judging that that people could see each other's code but uh it's a bit tricky so it, it's a bit on two sides uh it's maybe not very helpful for the, de- for the developers and, and the participants in the game to be able to be exploited during judging. Uh, but otherwise than that, it would, be, it would be great for judges to see, well, they actually did this on the weekend and they spent so much time on this and that. So uh, I think that would be great for a hackathon, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think if I organized a, a hackathon, um, which maybe I'll do, I, I think that I would, would force open source because i think that i think it's really a bummer that during the judging you don't get to actually consider the code it, it, otherwise it sort of feels like a copywriting athon or idea thon or design athon but the actual hack part athon you know exactly. you don't get to see as much it always feels like a bummer to me
1: yeah exactly uh, because yeah, people people often ask us uh, how is this being judged and it's like yeah well um you don't really know. Other contestants could just watch your thing, and if they like it, they can give you points, but it's not about code. It's not about uh, how you wrote something. It's not about the gems you use and and fascinating ways that you combine these things together, and and that should be considered as well, Yeah, definitely.
0: I think so. So did you guys write tests for it?
3: Uh, Yeah, we did. Not that many. There were a few. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I think we, we ref- take, so. uh, I yeah.
4: think we uh, Well, yeah. <laughs> we, we did run RuboCup on our own project
1: <laughs> to make sure we didn't have too many violations ourselves. Yeah, right?
0: What did it think?
1: <laughs> well, some, some methods were too long and stuff yeah. like that, but really? okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a weekend. What the hell? Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: All right. So you guys work together right now or have worked together in the past?
4: Uh, well, I have a, a startup, PlayPass, uh, and Martin works for me. And well, Anthony, I've known for like twenty years already. Yeah, uh,
1: we're uh, born on the same day. Yeah, and... <laughs> we really? don't know each other that long, but yeah. <laughs> so we've been working as well, uh, both as students and professionally. So, uh, and Steven and Martin, yeah, a, uh, yeah, we
2: still yeah. used to work together. Yeah.
0: Well, since you won, I, I feel like you deserve to, to promote your startup. So let's go. Well, my startup is not really catered
4: to the developer community, but well, uh, we, um, we create a solution for uh, festivals and large events. Uh, and we do access control and uh, cashless payments through uh, RFID wristbands. Oh, so instead cool. of uh, having to deal with cash or credit cards at the festival itself, you just uh, come with your ticket your ticket gets swapped for an RFID wristband you can uh, top that up one time or you can do it upfront at home uh, and then you can just spend uh, money on drinks without searching for money you just use your wristband
0: that's uh, that's super great that's like such a clear pitch it's like refactor cup <laughs> you know like pretty easy to get so is it is it uh is it in production now? I mean, do people use it or is it still in development? Uh,
4: no, it's in production. Uh, we do uh, access control at uh, the largest festival of Belgium, which is one of the largest in the world, I think. Uh, they have uh, 90,000 visitors uh, every day for four days. Uh, it's about 180,000 unique visitors over wow. the whole duration. Uh, and while the uh, cashless, that was only access control, the cashless part, uh, We've done a, a pilot in Spain, together with PayPal, so people could uh, connect their PayPal account up front to their tickets, and once they enter the festival, the ticket gets swapped for the wristband, and then you just set a maximum festival budget, and you could just order drinks, order food, and afterwards, whatever was uh, taken more than you actually consumed, it, it would get refunded. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's used in production, yeah.
0: Well, congrats. That sounds, uh, that sounds great.
4: Thanks. <laughs> is, it,
0: is it specific to uh, uh, Belgium, or is it all of Europe, or anywhere?
4: Uh, well, no. At the moment, well, we are Belgium-based, but the, the pilot with, uh, with PayPal was in Spain. Okay. Uh, and we're working now uh, on a lot of uh, French clients, uh, okay. and PayPal is introducing us in different regions in Europe. And while we hope to uh, expand our uh, our activities to the U.S. as well, cool. there's a lot of, uh, well, there are more festivals than we can cater to. So lots of <laughs> possibilities.
0: Awesome. Well, anything else to promote for the rest of the guys there?
1: Uh, well, well, we we definitely would, would like to thank the organization of of the Rails Rumble. Uh, all uh, uh, we all got lots of inspiration from 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 the Rails Rumble organization, from all the participants, from all the, the entries that we saw, uh, and of course we liked all the all the comments that we got. And we would like to thank all the other contestants for their votes that they send us our way. Thanks for that.
0: Well, I'll throw that in too. So I, I'm not sure if you guys have met. Tom or Nick Mango, the two guys that, that organize this for the most part, but their brothers live down in New York and, uh, they're great guys. I had them on a couple times. I've gotten to know them well. I think they do a really, really nice thing for the community organizing all of this. And, uh, I thank them for, uh, for my role in it, which was a lot of fun. All
1: right. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, uh, if people want to connect with you guys directly, I think that all of your information's on the rails rumble entry page, right?
1: Yeah. They can find us there. Yeah. We're okay. still we're still watching that, and still watching the comments, and still watching all the all the activity that's
0: going on there.
1: Uh, they can definitely reach us through that.
0: Are you going to keep Refactor Cop up and running?
1: Uh, we're planning on doing that. Maybe uh, get some extensions in there as well. And we got some requests for features, so uh, we'll see we'll see how that evolves. Uh, we're definitely going to try and keep it online. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. I think it's a it's a useful project for people. So.
1: Yeah. Maybe maybe Hiroku wants to give the winners uh, some extended time on that.
0: <laughs> whisper whisper whisper. I bet they would. Uh cool. Well, uh for anyone that wants to connect with me about uh anything on Twitter, I'm barely known. So, thanks guys.
3: All
4: right. Thank, thanks, you. thank you. Bye. Thank you.